Hello everyone, I uh, just got through registration, I've got my uh, got my little little lanyard, it's very sunny, I've sun creamed up, uh, I'd opted for the shirt rather than the t-shirt, anyway you didn't need to know that. Um, so I'm here at uh, well, probably the annual like big rail outside event, possibly also inside event for um, for the industry. Uh, it was cancelled last year because of the Rona and uh, well I thought you know what for the first ever on location rail matter, that's exciting, um, I'll do rail live and we're at rail live and uh, so I'm not gonna walk from one end of the site to the other uh, this is gonna test the dead cats it's a bit windy um, there's all sorts here I'll maybe kind of draw draw your attention to a few things but I'm gonna stop talking and what I'm gonna do is just walk and aimlessly meander through here filming my face and then speed up the footage uh, also make sure my hand doesn't get in front of the lens point being there's lots to see we're gonna pick out I'm gonna pick out as many interesting things as I can and squeeze them into one hour. You think you think one hour is hard to fill? I've got some suspicion it's not going to be a problem. There's a huge amount of interesting stuff everywhere. Uh, unending supplies of interesting tidbits. There are helicopters, there are trains, there are locomotives, there are things that make sparks happen. There's this stuff. There's, there's all sorts. And Hopefully, I'm going to show you it all. Um. There we go. That was eight minutes of walking from one end of the site to the other, and I didn't even cover every every square of uh, of things there are to do and see. I've, I've, I can see some very important people over at the Officer Rail and Road tent over there. I've ended here at the. Uh, this is where all the the big policy people do their talks. Uh, limited to 55, as you can see down here. A sign saying limited to 55. Everything's COVID safe uh, as best as it can be. There's me waffling. All that remains for me to say really is. Um, Welcome to tonight's Rail Matter. <laughs> the Intercity 225 fades away. Um, welcome right look behind me. I've come up to this to the top of this fantastic um, 
prototype uh, bridge. It's actually based on yacht technology. I'm going to put some B-roll up now. Um, based on yacht, kind of developed partly using yacht technology. One of the, I was chatting to one of the engineers who's actually a marine engineer, uh, kind of marine architect by trade. Anyway, there's the NMT behind me, or one of them. There's now two, aren't there? Um, yeah, this is this is it. This is Rail Live. Welcome. Um, I'm going to do my very best to go through uh, and um, <laughs> and pick out some things. It's a bit of a strange experience for me to be going around filming. I always feel super sheepish doing filming, which is why on location is a bit weird. But I'm going to get over myself and, and do some filming so that you can enjoy um, experiencing what happens here. There's also so so behind me over there. The entrance is over is over kind of over there uh, that way, um, and and then the other direction behind me on the bridge here is where the, that tent, the main tent, was and there's everything in between so there's all sorts of kit over here that we're going to go and kind of all, all this kit over here that we're going to go and look at um, there's the, the network rail sort of campus is over, over there uh, we'll see who's over there um, should be interesting so uh, yeah thanks thanks for the view um, this bridge <laughs> more on this later this is kind of it's interesting enough to have its own natter episode but uh, lots of these things I'm sure will be interesting enough for their own episodes right I'm now going to make my way back down the stairs um, I'm now going to show you a map showing where we went on, that, on my little high speed walkthrough and point out what things we might um, pick out so there it is there is the map of the site um, look at that very shiny Rail Live 2021 um, I, I feel like it's going to take an ages to fill up the hour but it's not is it at all there's entrance there's where I started so walk around here went down through here went down here and looked at the train excitedly and I went back up here alluded to this crossed over the tracks uh, alluded to all of this of which there's a lot and then um, ended up up here and just over here is the is the theater and that's where we ended and we saw the x-rail folk and uh, there we go so that's that's the site it's huge that's where the helicopters are going to land uh, that's the giant union flag um yes so this is this is the site and we're going to try i'm going to try my very best to do everything so i'm going to head over to uh, actually head back to the start and have a look at what's going on at the start we'll try and work our way logically through the whole thing let's see where we get to shall we so I've come back down to the uh, back to the start again because I'm gonna try and do a bit of a loop round and, and I think probably easiest if I try and capture as many stands as possible in one stint so we're currently down in section uh, actually this is the green, I don't even know what section this is, but it's the start next to the entrance and actually there are already quite a lot of interesting things here um, for example, behind me is Yeltec Yeltec make lots of uh, on-track sensors, so one of the main products they do, or one of, one of the projects that for me as a track engineer is most interesting is they do remote temperature monitoring, so rather than relying on a set of tracks in the depot um, that, that you check the temperature of to guess what the temperature is when you go out and need to um, put speeds on during high temperatures um, you have remote sensors actually on the rails in question at the uh, high risk spots and it saves you, you know, you manage your resources better as a result. Um, but they do all sorts of remote sensing stuff and I need to um, continue some conversations I was having with them to develop some gauging based uh, remote sensing. You can't use lasers, you have to use optics, but anyway, that's, that's for another time. So that's Yeltec. Behind me is another one, it's another track one. So this is this is track work behind. You can see they've got a load of um, got a load of ferrules and and, and and chair screws. There's a there's a nice um oh actually one of the more exciting things here, I'm gonna I'm gonna just show you here, is uh, this this is an LRP. I think I've talked about LRPs quite a bit. Um, one of the first times they were used in a very bizarre way was um, to actually aid in track gauging uh, on a bridge in, uh, in Wakefield 
um, and we used LRPs to, to stop the track sliding down the camp, which they hadn't been used like that before. Um, so they've got a load of them here. There they are. Yeah. Yeah, the track, hello, the track work chaps. Hello, hello, they're behind us. Um, so there, there, there's some LRPs, uh, lateral resistance plates. You see there's one in the middle of the sleeper and there's some, some in the background to give you an idea of scale. They're pretty large. Um, but yeah, they do all sorts of track stuff. So, so there's track work. Um, and there's so much, I mean, there's so much, there's lots of things that I'd like, for example, this is what looks like a battery providing, heavy duty battery providing um, kit. We've got um, some surveying kit, that's an incredibly snazzy looking Kia behind me, that surveying kit there. Um, we've got, well, there's some on-track, there's an on-track trimble there. That's, uh, for anyone who's, lots of people, I'm trying to avoid having too many people kind of in, like, shot, but it's, it's going to happen. Uh, there's a whole, there's, look, there's a thing on ladders, there's ladders there. Um, there's a whole thing there of drills, drilling work. You've got to remember that a lot of the... It's all very well having bespoke railway stuff, but a lot of stuff on the railway is just fixing things and you need tools to fix things. Um, here's Anderton who do a load of um, concrete materials and here's some coping stones. These are interesting, they've got less They've got less smooth and, and more... Look, uh, some coping stones. This is the platform edge, this is what platform edge looks like. And um, they've got they've got grit, they've got kind of got stone embedded in them, a bit like... Uh, a bit like of old, actually. They've also got the integral. Um, where are we? There you can see they've got the in integral uh, tactiles as well, which is which is important. Um, lots of the stuff up this bit is to do with. Well, there's also there's a mixture of all sorts. So you've got you know, there's troughing roots as well. There's some troughing roots. Uh, here's Premier Rail, who do lots of uh, kind of uh, temporary fittings for for like doing maintenance work. There are see various bridges and temporary crossings and all sorts of exciting stuff. Uh, they, they, this, that's just a that's just a burger van. But um, so that's that. Now, what else have we got around? Oh, there's Hilti. Hilti, of course, who do lots of uh, huge numbers of different tools. There's all the various Hilti tools behind. There's the Hilti crew. Hello to the Hilti crew. Um, and here is uh, here is a manufacturer of uh, friction brake blocks for trains. <laughs> just huge range, diversity of things. And uh, here's Interflon who do, um, there's, there's a fish plate, there's a fish plate behind me, you can see the fish plate. Um, and they've got lubricator, different lubricator materials, and there's spike fast, so there's just huge diversity of different things. Oh, also, um, if you wanted to know what, you'd see catch pits on the side of the track for drainage, right? But you can see me getting hotter, it's very, very warm. Um, yeah, catch pits uh, on, on track for drainage, right? Well, um, if you wanted to know what they look like underneath, buried in the ground, uh, there are some there. And I think actually, the Aqua team did something which I thought was really interesting, which is, it's over here, it's over this one. I think in 2019 I found this really interesting and I wrote about it when I wrote my piece in Rail about it, which is, seems like a genius idea, simple, simple as anything idea, but genius, which is, put a hinge on it. It's such a clever, simple idea. Um, I'm doing your job for you, chaps. That's well, <laughs> so, all right. That was in 2019, I had a good long chat with them about that. It was just such a clever little idea. Um, so, yeah, you can see there's a huge diversity of different things. I think I've missed, there's Excalibur there with their screw bolts, all manner of, you, you name it, they've got a screw bolt for it. But these are all the different, different different sort of shanked sleeper bolts and all sorts, there we are. So, that was, that sort of, have I, have I kind of covered it? I've, I think I've broadly covered the star. I think if we walk this way, I'm going to walk over tracks and we're going to be very careful. Avoid getting my palm in shot again. Uh, one of the slightly strange things about this site is that it's a, it's a working test site, 
and for various reasons there are just huge numbers of wheel sets these these wheel sets just sat and see the axle boxes and the wheel sets there's just loads of them everywhere um very strange right behind us here this used to be this used to be viva rail right that's my chin this used to be viva rail now it's chrysalis rail they've got their shed i might be wrong on that like viva rail might have been slightly slightly that's what but anyway now it is chrysalis rail the point being transformation of existing stock into new stock, it makes sense because loads of the stock gets stored here, particularly the 319s. And so there's Chrysalis Rail back there. They've got a 319 um, that they're turning into Hydroflex. Also, there's a locomotive here called John Boy. Just thought it'd be relevant to see that. There, yeah, there's John Boy. So uh, there's, a, there's another bit here. Just had a, a nice chat with the Porterbrook crew, but uh, I'm not telling you that. Anyway, uh, more on that later. Uh, so yeah, I've got the Upshot here who do, um, they do aerial photography, but with ground-based with a CCTV thing. And then we've got, so there's a lot of uh, sort of site safety stuff around here. So you can see some, some site safety signage down here, which is, uh, is quite good. We've got, uh, some some more cable troughing. Actually, you see more, much more of this stuff, which is the cable troughing with, um, with the with the the walk, the kind of the safe non-slip walking surface, which is good. Um, yeah, herd group, and, and then down here. Actually, if I walk this way a bit more, I see lots of friendly faces around already. I'm spotting the team from McCulloch Rail there. Uh, we've got Whitmore here, who produce. Um, I don't know what they do, but it looks like some lubricants and, and friction modifiers by the look of it. Behind me here we have electrification equipment. We've got some, some pace which have their various sort of uh, electrification kits, bits of, bits of kits, all sorts of stuff. And then Robel here, who uh, they have a picture of a rail cross section as their logo, so you know, it's pretty unbeatable, right? There's, it's awesome, there's Robel. But they do all sorts of things related to rail cutting, uh, stress tensors, so stressing the rail, all sorts of equipment there. It's not often that um, you get to stand right next to a locomotive, but uh, it's even less often that you get to do it in, a, in an on-location episode of Rail Matter. So uh, while there's a, there's a landover behind me, there's this tiny little landover. Behind me here is, is the buffer, is the buffer of a, of a Class 66. There is the first thing, giant shed behind me. It's huge. <laughs> Before I plot further into all the other infrastructure fun, uh, let's uh, Let's look at a very shiny GWR track. There we are, this GWR. Uh, this, I think, I think, is one of the tri-modes. I saw a rail shoe. Uh, there is a pantograph horn up there. Um, and it possibly has some diesel prime movers as well. I, might, might, be, might be a tri-mode. Um, so we're going this way. Anyway, I'm just walking along. You see there, see there's a, there's a pantograph. So, uh, um, yes, I think that's what this is, although yeah, get up close to them. It's not quite as I did over here. I did over here. Uh, I won't say what organisation they are, but it's also this colour and those letters in that same order. And they did say it's. Uh, they feel a bit like they're playing second fiddle compared to the Mer <laughs> to the Mer Travels Triple Seven. But there we go. Uh, such is the the manner of things. But of course, these are York-built trains. Let's go down here. This is interestingly though this they've built this platform up a bit higher because it's it's at 1100 because it's actually providing level boarding and level access height with the step there brell york built in york uh unlike me i just live there behind me they're doing it actually behind over there you can see there's an award ceremony uh, going on for actually behind me over here uh, there we are you can see a, see a collection of people <laughs> it's a naming ceremony for a locomotive but uh, behind me we've got uh interestingly some timber sleeper suppliers which is interesting because creosoted timbers have been outlawed now on network rail but uh 
I'm sure there's other programs they do. And um, what else have we got? We've got uh, there's another local behind me. We've got various. There's just, I think I just filmed this in B-roll. I just filmed of uh, of some uh, platform uh, sort of sort of GRP polymer platform kit, which is quite interesting. We've got the um, the, the Scott Parnell uh, sort of where over over here the sort of elevated troughing stuff that you might see uh, popping up around a lot of the place. Uh, oh, I always like the concrete canvas is always interesting. Oh, I've not seen it. Um, not actually seen it. Well, I've seen it in used a few places, but I've never had a chance to it, to, to propose it. Um, but this sort of stuff here, so you can see down here, it's a concrete canvas. Wet it and it becomes concrete. Very clever. Um, so let's let's continue. So there's, there's a there's a man on a on a marquee, and also some underwater little tidbits here. Presumably you can control it. Look, there's a that swimming pool looks tempting. There's a little RV for going around in, in water, which is quite interesting. Uh, here's Zollner. Uh, Zollner do uh, sort of signaling system stuff. So this looks like uh, actually a mixture of sort of site warning, temporary signaling equipment. Another another row of many things to look at and. Uh, so we've got so we're, we're, we've already looked at concrete canvas uh, we've already looked at the Scott Parnell troughing but there's another Scott Parnell innovation that I want to talk about it's over here it's Technocrete now I wrote about this in 2019 because I thought it was awesome uh, very very clever this is a post and for every one of these that you install you need about uh, 60 kilos of uh, lots of cement and then about 20 kilos of water uh, this thing, I think, if from the, off the top of my head, is between 1.8 a bag. Thank you. And it is 80 kilos of, of mix and, and of 60 to yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you think that's a huge difference in the stuff you have to lug around for a massive, and it's also made of vegetable oil, so it's so it's you know it has pretty decent green credentials. But fundamentally, from my the thing I always say is transportation is a major part of carbon emissions. Moving the stuff around, also the moving heavy kit is bad for people's backs, spines, etc. So this is a massive innovation. It's just huge. It's one of those things you just don't even think about. That's you know, post mix. This is a huge innovation that makes a huge difference to a lot of people. So I spoke about this. I spoke to them. This was early days in 2019, and they've been. I think it was rolled out a lot for projects uh, since then. It's been it's been getting lots of interest. I'm glad to say. So yeah, another cool innovation, Technocrete. Very very cool. I've just uh, spotted someone. Noel, hello. You're on. You didn't expect this, did you? No, thought, I really didn't. Thought you were escaping. How about you? It's Noel Dolphin off of Fury wow. and Frey. This is. Uh, it's not bad, is it? Especially speaking, I'll just show the badge. Yeah, that's uh, it. I didn't wear mine. That was a mistake. It's on. It's, <laughs> it's behind me in every real natter. Yeah, yeah, it's sat on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's fine. Although I need the giant thing. To oh, wait, behind I me. I should have had I know should've, yeah, should've we, we should have coordinated. Should've carried it on the know, train right? on the bus. Yeah. If uh, if for any of you who don't know who you, if it's, it's Noel, uh, founder of the campaign to electrify Britain's railways, which is convenient because he sells the kit. He's, oh, wait a minute. There's nothing wrong there. No, 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 no. We we both know. We'll we'll get Noel on to talk about electrification when when the rolling program actually gets announced. Anyway, right. I'll let Noel go because there's always so much to do in real life and limited time to do it, and people like me get in the way. Anyway, Noel, let's see you. Uh, let's go over the other side and have a look. What have we got? We've got Goldsmiths. They do, uh, oh, sorry, Goldschmidt. Uh, they do uh, welding. They do different types of welding. There's loads of kit behind me here. And we've got Abtus. There's my friends Abtus. There's Keith Collin, everyone at uh, Abtus. They do, uh, they're one of the two uh, clearance gauges, gauging kits. You can see the, the, the kit, the surveying kit down there at the bottom. Uh, True Flame, kind of rail cutting. There's a, there's a Austin, there's a, a Moggy. Anyway, <laughs> there's, there's so much kit around. Uh, here's the Porterbrook stand. You can get in there if you've got the, yeah. Axis, which is nice, which maybe I'll do later and go and get a cup of tea. Um, let's go this way. So this is a queue for lunch, I think. Here's the pandle stand, which I'm going to come and look at later, but here you have uh, oh my, all the pandle clips. Just there they all are. We're going to come and look at that later because obviously... 
Look, I'm, uh, I'm at the Pandrel stand. There's Pandrel. Uh, they make clips. The golden Pandrel clip, as you might have if you're a real metal watcher. Um, who'd have thought the Premier Way would be that interesting? Look at all the people in orange, tabards, collected outside. Remarkable. When it's a bit quieter, we'll go and have a proper look uh, later on, though. So I've come down to the... Uh, the most important stand of them all, of course, which is the, the Pandal stand, uh, where there are all manner of Pandal fastenings <laughs> to be seen. Um, so I thought I'd come down and, and show you some of them. Um, it's not a bad excuse to, to explain some P-Way stuff. Um, so first thing we've got down here, we have, we've got, I've got a panning shot. We've got some of the uh, the various Pandal systems that work for, for slabs. So we've got, we've got down here, we've got uh, some of the sort of standard base plate systems. We've got Vanguard here, which is a resilient system good for reducing vibration. Uh, we have, and we have some of the more simple systems. You can see some of the some of the more straightforward systems here. Um, this is probably the most probably the most popular one, which I think is the FCB. I think look that up in the uh, Pandal book. Anyway, what's quite nice, you've got some nice rail sections there as well. Um, the other thing here we have we have some uh, some rollers for de-stressing. Uh, which is quite nice and then we've got all manner of the sort of more standard pandrel fastenings so you've got the the re you've got the uh some of the old ones that's a nice e-clip you've got the in the background there we've got an e plus what else all the all the fastenings um yeah, also quite the nice little little uh, AWS magnet there which looks quite smart these are so behind me these are the battery powered uh, clip removers which are quite clever they're quite good i like those um and uh, becoming more popular at the moment. They're sort of self-petrol driven. These ones are electric driven, which is very good, no problem. Um, so yeah, there's the panda system. And over there, they're, they're doing a, at the moment they're doing a, a rail weld over there behind me. Let's go and have a look, shall we? So you see they're, they're doing it within a box to keep, keep things nice and safe. Um, see, there's kind of a mini stress tensor down there. Uh, and, and a nice cutting disc, and you can see they've got, so you can see the crucible is gonna be fitted over the top. There's the mold for the weld behind. You can see the weld there, sort of standard aluminothermic weld. Anyway, there we go, there's no sparks coming out. Maybe we'll see some sparks later when we when we walk past. I'm gonna dive my way through these folks, uh, seeing lots of friendly faces all over the place. Um, so we have, uh, what do we have? We've got oh, more rail stuff, there's Cubis. Oh, Cubis are over here as well. They do, um, they do a variety of sort of drainage, uh, kind of drainage devices and bits and pieces. Uh, we're gonna continue this way. There's lots of people milling around. I'm not going to try and avoid getting in people's way. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, so here we have Sati, but right, now these are interesting. Not a supplier I use or realise I'm using commonly, but maybe they, they might be one of the, they're a concrete supplier. So you can see they've got some, they've got some uh, twin box sleepers, they've got a, a booted monoblock sleeper there. Uh, in fact, let's, let's go and have a look, let's go and have a look at some of these. So we've got, there we are. Let's, let's go and stand here. We've got some three different uh, twin box sleepers. We don't use this very often in the UK. Uh, we also have a, an oily mast foundation there. Very smart. Um, these are good. Uh, if anybody wants to know what the difference between Voslo and Pandrel clips are, uh, here is some uh, here's some Voslo clips, and here are some uh, traditional Pandrel, and then also the fast clips as well. There we are. Anyway, that's enough of me waffling. I'm going to continue hammering this way and see what else I can spot without tripping over. Uh, aiming this way because I wouldn't mind catching a bit of Sir Peter Hendy having a chat. Uh, there's lots of heavy yellow plant, which is actually the more expensive and snazzy looking kit. Oh, there's a rail vac by the look of it. There's a rail vac with the, the new new Hoover nose. 
lots of other sort of odor suppression, dust management, dust suppression, devegetation equipment here, this QTS with all their huge amounts of very exciting yellow plant that does a wide range of exciting things that I couldn't even begin to describe. Uh, pod track similar so this actually so rail i've actually started as a um in a car park with a load of yellow plants showing and then it's kind of expanded from there uh, so rose hill you'll see rose hill around they do road rail access points and and they do some level crossing installations as well um what else have we got going around we've got uh lots of drilling equipment speedy is here here's speedy i actually need to hire speedy for some pallet crates to lift our shed up maybe maybe don't speak to them later about that um anyway there's speedy what else we've got uh, torrent trackside so they torrent here have a, a huge amount of railway plant and trackside support equipment funnily enough the railway industry is a hugely complicated thing and doing railway engineering is is requires lots of kit uh, here's some interesting structures, so they do OLE piles, King Post pile cap adapters, that's them, there they are. They are. I'm not going to get everyone down, but I'm doing my best to sort of give you a feel for the complexity and the, the variety of equipment on show here. There's some more GRP kit, there's a lot of GRP kit around actually. Um, here is a huge forklift truck above my head, it's a bit ominous. I could use that to lift my shed, couldn't I, I suppose? Bridgeway, they used to do free bike vacant bikes, but they also do lots of, uh, Bridgeway do a lot of um, consultancy work for uh, various sort of installation, they supply staff for some of their work. Uh, who else have we got? we got SafeAid doing uh, PPE uh, kits, so that's uh, sort of lots of PPE here behind as well. PPE is quite a big business, of course. Uh, oh, we've got Dura Composites. Now, this is quite interesting. So let's, let's have a plot through into, into Dura Composites, shall we? So, um, firstly, uh, for the for the architecture buffs, there are composite options. There are some nice platform platform canopy valancing there uh, in GRP. They've obviously got the standard sort of strong grip grippy kit to, to walk around on. You've got structural stairs. You've got huge amounts of stuff. Like going, I'm going to go in the shade. The Dura Composite people here. Look at these. For the architecture buffs, there are the various named platform canopy valancing types. Look at this. Very snazzy. Uh, the, for the for the uh, for the the modernist simplists, you've got you've got the Nora. There's Nora. Uh, like that one. Very good. Anyway. Uh, Hello Jura Composites team, hello, hello. They're, they're all saying hello. <laughs> the good thing about Ray Live is lots of friendly faces. Thanks for your time, uh, cheerio. <laughs> yeah, so there's all sorts of different structures. So you've got various, but you've got this, they're showing that they've got almost an entire station can be built out of these bits of kit. Why, do, why are composites a good idea? A variety of reasons. They last longer than, than certain existing materials. And they can obviously be easier to, they can be easier to assemble because you can make them bespoke shapes, which means they can clip together and all sorts of things like that. They're often lighter, so you can do things quicker. Carbon emissions aren't just about the material that the thing is built from. It's a bigger picture. People uh, sometimes forget that. Um, I'm going to continue milling this way. I love Rail Live because it's just huge numbers of people going, oh, hello, I haven't seen you in ages. That's what it's all about. And particularly this year, uh, it's just full of people who haven't seen each other for a very long time. Uh, is Garrick, uh, SPL as well, SPL and, and PR, Power and Infrastructure Resourcing, all these, they're just doing electrification, it's, there we are. We're so, so far from the end, what, how long have we been filming for? Oh, some minutes. We have, uh, 
this is assembly they, they drill holes in rails they actually probably got cold bolt expansion systems going on there very nice uh, they also have a, a drill to drill drill saw the mounted saw for sawing rails behind me here is, uh, is rail care uh, they have things like the ballast vac is a good example of some of the kit uh, actually behind me here is what looks like a is it steelwork or is it GRP? It could be GRP, it's hard to tell. Uh, actually, oh, it looks like GRP. These look like GRP units, yeah. So um, uh, there's, there's a big gantry there, it's quite spectacular. Uh, lots of, see, lots of different bits of kit, um, different tools for different jobs. Uh, oh, this is interesting. This is the Eurotunnel logo is behind me. No idea why. Uh, looks to be another big maintenance train. Uh, I could go and ask, but... It's quite interesting to see, oh, that's, that's kind of a little cafe going on there as well. Uh, obviously here is a slightly strange red, but how many layers of different branding can you fit onto one HST? There's a, there's a knackered looking HST, um, there it is, and uh, Network Rail branded, but in red, uh, is of course the, one of the new power cars for the, uh, for the NMT. Uh, so one of the other NMTs there in action. I'm at the, uh, the Bantz stand here. Bantz, they do all sorts of things. Everybody wants to know the Bantz gauges, there they are, some, some cant and track gauges there. And uh, the, the, the famous Bantz wheelie gig that you can ride on like, like your instant trillions. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, oh, these also the Smith lights there. I use those on site quite a bit. There's Ellis with lots of power, holding power, power equipment, cables, uh, cable mounts. Interesting, I saw some of these on uh, mount on the old platform at uh, Woodhead when I was there with Gary Keener earlier. Uh, I think Gary's around today, we might bump into him later. Anyway, I'm very pleased to say that uh, the Permanent Way Institution stand, which is behind me here, PWI stand is, they're quite busy. My professional institution, proud member. Uh, oh, some... So here's British Steel. Now, British Steel has changed quite a bit over the last... Um, uh, hi Bridget. Uh, British Steel has changed quite a lot over the last uh, short while. Well, if you want to see what a stress tensor, let's go over here. Yeah, so I stand here. See, there's the stress tensor stressing the rails for in in uh, making sure you got the right stress-free temperature. More on that later. What else we got? There's British Steel. Uh, there is TV. There's all sorts of things. Quick step. Uh, yeah, quick step here. The kind of debris uh, stuff. There's Look at this, it's just kit everywhere. All right, now we're getting to surveying. So uh, there's obviously lots of mounted kit. Lots of people liking the new bridge, which I was stood on earlier. There it is, behind me to give you an idea of the geography of the place. Uh, over here, we have um, PBH, who do lots of topographical surveys. They're, they're a great team. They do a lot of survey stuff, um, ranging from the traditional survey, using kit like this thing, uh, to much more modern forms of survey, using, for example, the, the rail-mounted wheel set. There's the Trimble kit there. Uh, they use uh, all manner of stuff. PBH also put me out of a job by doing lots of, uh, they do lots of permanent way design now as well. So um, they do all sorts, PBH. Uh, good to see the crew there, it's nice. Also, there's some drones. If you're a fan of drones, there's drones. Uh, mixed benefits for different sorts of things. So good for certain types of things, depending on what the kit is. But actually, we now have drone surveys that are accurate to band 1A, if you know what that means. Um, so they do, they do offer options. Uh, behind me here is Polypipe, and they do um, what they say on the tin. <laughs> there is, uh, there's, there's some pipes. Some pipes. Now, what else have I got here? Uh, some heated copra stones. That's a clever idea. Uh, that's a very clever idea. So here, some coping stones, and they're also heated uh, to stop them icing up. That sounds like a really good idea. You can see them, they're illuminated as well. They've actually got light platform, kind of uh, copra edge lights. 
that's quite snazzy um, and as part of discussions I've been having kind of long discussions I'm about to see a chap that I've had phone calls with recently over some design stuff uh, it's the LB Foster tent and here's LB Foster they do they do all sorts of things but one of the things they do is um, friction modifiers for improving the wheel rail interface whereas I do this yeah, and the three of us are all here when it look at this, so, so you've already seen me yeah. bumping into Charlie, uh, but there's, uh, there's Gary, there's Gary, Gary Keener is here, who, who both Rail Matter guests. Look at, look at this, all three of us in person seeing each other, it's nice, isn't it? Um, Gary, what are you looking for? Is there anything particular you're looking for in I'm, real life? I'm you just shade, on your day shade off? mainly and a day off. <laughs> a, day off yeah. a, day out, a day out of the office and, uh, <laughs> and a bit of networking, and it's, it's, it's doing both. I've actually so. had several moments of like, oh, that's actually a really important conversation that has just not happened since yeah, the last exactly. one. That was actually really useful. This is what Rail Life is for, yeah. which is quite nice. Are you, are you, spot, are you out spotting and spying anything, or are you I just soaking it in? Looked at the trams. Oh yeah, yeah, the old tram. That, that is a reason to be here. There is stock here. Gary, come in the shop. We're all, we're all. Wait a minute. I'll stand here. We are socially distancing. Yeah, we're not socially distancing very well, but we're outside, so from a perspective, it's fine. Gary just social distance more because I made him nervous. Everyone I saw, I've, I've seen one signal relating thing which made me very excited. Ooh. I saw a panel. There I are saw, quite yeah, a few. I saw, I've only seen one panel so far and I was like, ooh! <laughs> where? Where is it? It's back up there where, we've just, where we just came from. I'm going to have to have a look at the panel. Yeah. Right, uh, we're all melting so we're going to all dissipate. It wasn't going to be a long chat but uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you'd want to see us all meeting and sort of seeing each other in real it's life. It's the first time all three of us have met. That's true. Oh yeah, first Together, time three of us are on the same place at once. We do actually exist. We do. It's real. It's not pretend it's real uh right enough of that right che cheerio everyone see you, see, you, see you shortly so we're just i'm just coming out of what is it zone uh j i think so and um well there's so much more there's so much more uh so we're gonna head it where are we gonna start we're gonna start by uh going into if i do a spin we're gonna start by going into the uh the network rail village because they've got quite a few things here so let's have a see what what network rail have uh, scooped into their section oh this announcement there we go so we have got there's intelligent infrastructure they're doing their bit explaining what intelligent infrastructure is uh, there they are behind us there we've got project speed has got its own tent that's exciting i have to go and prod them later uh, we've got uh, materials recycling aggregates recycling we've got technical services there behind these are all the bits of uh, all the various bits of network rail that do things and are, you know their initiatives that they're pushing forwards we've got training very important skills we've got design delivery which took over from nrdd that kind of took over from uh, like they well they've taken over from various bits dd is sort of in an ideal world maybe possibly dd would take take my job over and do all of this sort of consultancy work probably be better for the industry to be honest but anyway that's kind of by the by uh, r&d portfolio the, 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 there's the network rail r&d portfolio there's what seems to be their little seminars they've got a rail live 24 it's very snazzy they had a huge site last uh, 2019 they've downscaled it a little bit uh but uh still looking smart and we've got a load of there's a load of vans they've got a skoda that's quite nice the narrow branded uh superb there um what else is going on so uh, the safety task force at the far end where they've got some explanations going on well so we've got all oh, there's the bottled water which is very important i've relied on that heavily uh over the over the of the two days uh, site lighting demonstration ah i presume this is a, a blacked out tent that they've put some lighting in uh, well, maybe we're about to find out. We'll poke our head through this window and see, what, see what's going on. Yeah, indeed, they've got the yeah the lighting trials there. That's, that's quite good. They've got in here. So, oh, that's quite 
it's quite interesting. Novel ideas for illuminating the railway better. Let's speak to this gentleman here. Nathan's going to tell. Nathan, tell us about Dash Fights for Electronic. What, what? Um, so we do track warning systems. So we protect people on track. I see. Yeah. So we've got strikings and strikeouts set up, and then just behind you, you've got a couple of warning devices um, that are actually flashing oh, okay. at the minute. So, it's, so is it sort of towers? Is it a towers system, it, or is it kind of a bit more advanced? Similar. Than that? Um, it's similar, but it, it's portable. You can move it anywhere. It's all portable and aerial. So. I was going to say, it looks very smart, it looks light, yeah. which is good, because the quicker you can deploy it, the quicker you've got, exactly. you've made the, work safe, exactly. the workspace safe. You've got a nice little clamp on the floor that is installing the treadles in the track. Oh, yeah. So you can actually install the treadles. If you want so, to yeah, work. I was going to say, coming up, um, uh, coming, so, so these these are treadles, you see these on site as per, in permanent kit. In fact, yeah. it's a fr this is a proper frasher treadle. It's exactly There's the treadle. Same as what you see in the uh, other keep your boots away from them is always what you're recommended <laughs> to do. Well, exactly. Do we use the frasher ones because they're, they're tried and tested? Yeah, they people work. know the kit. Yeah. We connect all that into our bits of uh so see the cable connections there the connection yeah, so. into the kit there we are and see the kit in the background there by the time you've actually walked the lookout out you put the lookout in its position you're expecting that lookout to actually undertake the duty it's just as quick now to install this kit lights have got there you go oh, the in fact, there we go gone off. that means the train struck out but if i struck it in yeah you'd hear a very long loud sound and lights would be flashing Nice they're doing a meeting at half ten, so we've yeah, so we we'll keep the keep it quiet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. Exactly. I think that's fair enough. Nathan, right. thanks so much. That's, no that's great. Yeah. Cheers. Now there we go. Uh, as we say, the, the industry is not. It cannot be called a non-innovative industry. We're constantly developing, tweaking, playing with things to make things safer, quicker, easier, more efficient. Uh, yeah, fantastic. That's the network rail section. I think that was a nice little demonstration there from Nathan. So that was the network rail village. Um, now crossing over the tracks. Da, 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 da. Thanks, Maceo. Right, we're going over. I think I've already talked about these. Look, these. So they, they see they've got these uh, these tram tracks. See, we're about to cross them. They're being trialled. Slab and embedded track systems being trialled. So we've got um, some um, what appear to be yeah, user work crossing detection systems and signalling systems. There's a nice signal back there. Oh, let's go have a look at the signal. There's a nice signal here. So see, nice. It's quite nice and clear for people using user work crossing so like just just foot crossings and stuff um, i'm sure they do lots of other things uh, we've got stuff the other side that we'll look at um ah, now here is the there's a vosler so we've been at the pandrel one uh, here's right light i'll give you no guesses as to what the right light do there's right light that's right light um Vossler's tent there's direct track so this is interesting so edelon cedra as well have a have a little stand. So let's go and have a look at the Edelon Cedra stand. So if I turn around here, here is some of the various sort of embedded track systems that are quite, they're quite interesting. Um, so there we are. Perhaps talk about those in a bit more detail later. Perhaps not. There is Edelon Cedra. Um, Schwehag that do, uh, this is all the P-Way stuff out here. So on the other side, we've got, we've got direct track solutions here. They've got various tools, bars. You can see they've got um, kind of we've got a kind of a what do we call them banklers we're not banklers that's like calling a hoover a hoover um there's a, a kind of a an in-situ install irj fish plate very nice uh in fact let's get close to this this is the see this is the tenconi kit here it's very nice you've specified these quite a lot you can see the plate to insulate the two rails from each other um what else in fact they've got all manner of biscuits and nylons uh here they've got they've even got wooden even got a wooden chair key there, just to show how much we still need those on our rail network. Uh, fish bolts, it's all the good stuff. You've got to get them from somewhere, right? And uh, here we are, there's the supplies. Thanks, thanks both. Thank Cheers now.
they were looking going, what, what on earth is he on about? Um, that's McCulloch Rail. Uh, we, in fact, the PCAT team are here. So, so I did some filming of PCAT. Um, and uh, oh, McCulloch Rail have also <laughs> brought one of their wheelie machines here, as you can see behind me there. The wheelie machine to carry rails around. They're fantastic. You don't think of it as that. You know, it's like, well, what is that? But it's actually a very clever bit of kit. Right, here is. So this is also to so the PCAT. You can see also there, they've trialed lots of different. You can see them here, trialing lots of different materials. If I look the other way, you can see different materials there. There's the Union flag. Lots of different materials on the other side. Materials on the other side there too, showing how this thing can be kind of how this uh, embedded track can be incorporated. The uh, the precast advanced track can be incorporated into the into the the urban landscape. Um, we've got an integral points machine. Is nice. Oh, you want to see inside a points machine? Here is a points machine. Uh, points operating equipment. Uh, that's a depot one, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's quite cool. Little snazzy look inside there. Uh, very interesting. So, um, oh, here's the there's the uh, the PCAT sort of trial section. It shows you kind of what it looks like there. Um, and it has these. If I'm not mistaken, it kind of has these. Yeah, you can see the the kind of these these tensioning bars. That these these things that go through and actually pull pull the thing together. So, it's PCAT. Uh, Hi, Hi there. Don't forget to mention us. That's it. That's mentioned by name. Phoenix signaling. There we go. There we are. That's, uh, they'll, uh, I'm sure they'll slip me a tenner later. That's fine. Um, this is the, the, the. So this is the, this is UK trams representation. Um, kind of one of the body. Well, one of the is the main sort of build hashtag build trams uh, sort of advocacy bodies uh, within the UK. Um, and yeah, we need more of them. And so we need people to be pushing that, that case, both on a kind of a policy side, but also in terms of technical stuff and, and making things easier, cheaper, quicker. And in terms of rail sections, actually, we've got some nice, I don't see very often, but uh, some grooved rail out and about. There's, there's some grooved rail, but not embedded. You don't see that very often. Oh, and also, interestingly, uh, this is interesting for my day job, actually. There is a, there is a, uh, a fish plate, a junction plate, connecting flat bottom rail and grooved rail. So it is a thing, <laughs> for those who recently have been telling me it's not in my day job, it is a thing. Anyway, right, uh, there, there's another one behind. Uh, it's really only for light, kind of light, very light depot applications. I wouldn't want that in running lines. Um, shall we hop over this? I want to see what groove rail is like this. There's the uh, the groove rail section there. There's, there's the there's the keeper. Actually, that was in that was last week's episode, wasn't it, when we were talking about those. Anyway, enough of that. Um, and behind me is just the just some more trial sections of, of PCAT. Oh, it's very sunny and bright, isn't it? Uh, I'm walking on one of the little back roads, so this is the, kind of away from some of the stands, but uh, it's kind of interesting because you see some of the vehicles that have clearly been here for, for kind of... Uh, these aren't here for display purposes, these are here for testing, I believe. So, you know, you've got... It's kind of quiet because this, this, it's actually evening time, even though goodness knows when this is going to be sequenced into the show. But uh, yeah, you can see there's a, a big big wagon there uh, and uh, so this is this is display stuff and this is kind of it's interesting it looks like a miniaturized uh, sort of ballast cleaner so you've got the kind of the vac here which you're about to see that you see the conveyor belt um, there you go that's and then you can see behind me so that's the that's the, ba the ballast going potentially into a truck and then if I spin around as I kind of walk past here you can see the there's the RRV just kind of uh, pinned in you can see there there's the uh, the vac kit, so the ballast vac, back down here and see what we can see. We're going to go back past the uh, the McCulloch Rail crew. They're uh, 
on if they've still got iron brew cans in their fridge because uh, I'm quite thirsty. So if you don't know what McCulloch Rail do, they start out with, with kind of this, <coughs> well, it seems like quite an obvious thing to do, which is stop people moving rails around and make moving rails around a lot easier and do it in a confined space. And so they have machines that can now do it. With, you see cables, they've got cable runners. The machine I was next to a minute ago is for rails, moving rails. Uh, they now export that internationally. It's all over the place. The kit to do that is all over the place. So what else have we got? We've got approved hydraulics here with some very expensive looking hydraulic equipment. Um, yeah, look at the good grief. I don't, don't begin to imagine what these things do, but they're hugely complicated bits of kit. Um, Another time we've got welfare vans, actually incredibly important. If you don't have good welfare, you don't have a good site. So actually, it's incredibly important. Oh, we've got GB Rail Freight at one end. Ah, so maybe those, the the, uh, the wagons they have are actually for our for our display benefit. Um, his uh, ESL, which um, enabling intelligent infrastructure. There you go. And they have um, they kind of do design installation. They're, they're some of my direct competitors, I'd imagine. Uh, it's alright. I do P-Way, not OLE, so it's fine. Um, now Schwehag. Schwehag do roller base plates and slide base plates for S&C. So there's some base plates. There are base plates, base plates, base plates. Um, there's Schwehag hats. Oh my goodness, I need a Schwehag hat. Um, so the, the, in, in terms of the competition for the best merch, Schwehag, by the fact they have a hat, is uh, they're, they're getting there now. Um, so what else have we got? We've got, see some, you've got to see some, uh, there's some check rail base plates, all the different base plates for, for S&C generally. So uh, that was Schwehag, I got the free hat. What else have we got? We've got Force One here. Um, they're behind us doing various uh, kind of they, they, they've got that sort of uh, the ballast vac and a few other things going on. Uh, there's an empty Midlands engine tent. Let's not worry about that. Let's go this way. Track shore near behind. Oh, there's this serious sort of uh, this is, that looks like a, another ballast vac and there's sort of uh, there's there's a, a, a track lift kind of track panel lifting machine. Uh, all sorts of kit. There's just huge numbers of bits of kit everywhere. Right here's track shore and then next to track shore is um, is some well firstly is I think what we need to film here is this group of highly accurate, accurate Playmobil uh, S&C men. Look, look at them go, they're Playmobil and they're maintaining a track and they're Voslo, they're Playmobil absolutely pulling a number there, fantastic. Anyway, right, behind me here is a, um, is a swing nose crossing, which you don't see very often, there it is. Um, British Railway Network desperately needs more of these. In fact, Pete Cushing, the old L&E track round, was desperate to get lots of these installed on the, along the East Coast Main Line, and he never managed to get it done. In fact, again, last episode, you saw the bimetallic section here to allow the connection between the two different types of uh, steel alloy. Um, yeah, anyway, there, there it is. So, lots of tie-ins going on there. But anyway, so, Swing Nose Crossing. Uh, it, 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 it's, uh, oh, and also, something else which is interesting, which we don't see enough of in the UK, they've got all the kit at the, uh, at the Voslo stand. Um, See over there, that is a, well, it's any kind of joint. It could be any kind of joint. But let's say for the sake of argument, it's, a, it's an IRJ. You'll notice that there's a diagonal cut, a 45 degree cut through the rail rather than the traditional single face end. This is an obvious and genius way to reduce the track forces over a joint. And yet we still, most all of our joints are just sort of straight rail end cut, which, uh, which is no good at all. I'm going to swap on because of the lactic acid. Anyway, there we go. So this is the Voslo kit. So much as I've spent loads of time in the Pandrel thing, Voslo, I'll be fair to Voslo. They've also got some very cool stuff here. Um, slightly heavier. 
What else have they got? Let's, let's go over here, actually. There's still stuff. They've got more Playmobil over here. No, they don't. It's fine. Hello. Oh, right. Okay. So if you want to know what the difference, what a Vosso clip uh, looks like, well, the, the main difference is that you've got this the screw-through bolt here, and this is just a standard sort of any old chair screw kind of machine can, can work these. Uh, I propose Vosloes for certain things because, um, generally because of the overall system, if I'm proposing something a bit bespoke that's often used in Europe, chances are the, the bespoke, well-tested, kind of service-proven kit will use Vosloe fasteners, and so I'll just propose Vosloe fasteners. And the thing I'd take the maintainer is, actually, these are just, this is just a standard chair bolt thing. You don't need anything fancy to maintain it. You don't need any new kit. It's easy to do that. Anyway, there, and you can see it's got the kind of these, these kind of SKL clips, the sort of, these are the Vosloe clips, the, the kind of quite distinctive shape. And there we go. What else we got? Oh, we got another section. So there's a nice, there's a nice sort of, uh, what looks like a 60, uh, get my hand out of shot, this, what looks like a nice 60 rail. But also, let's go and have a look at this groove rail, because uh, I don't see groove rail very often. Um, Here's a groove rail section with uh, again with Vosloe with the and this this has kind of got the resilient this has kind of got the resilient pad so this can sit on um, well, I can sit on any surface you can sit on slab you can sit on sleepers but uh, also you can see the, the screw going through as well um, anyway there we go uh, so this is the W tram fastening system all of these I've been using a lot because I've been doing uh, light rail system design recently so hence why I'm sort of familiar with all this stuff in a way more vigorously than I might have been more recently anyway Vosloe. Thanks, Vossler team. There's the Vossler team behind me, uh, <laughs> cameoing in. Um, right. Also, there's a look at this snazzy. Before I run off from Vossler, here's the high-speed grinding train. Looks very. Look at this snazzy thing. Presumably, it's in Playmobil scale as well. Right. Let's leave the Vossler team in peace and quiet. They've had enough of me. Cheers, now. <laughs> so that was Vossler. That was quite interesting. Um, uh, oh, this is in routes into ah, the routes into rail. So another thing about skills, very important. Um, we should have the routes into rail team on for a future rail natter, actually. But um, yes, there is a career for everyone in the railways. That's a point I think you know I've made as regu regularly as I possibly can. What else we got? We've got more. Yeah, there's the lighting kit. Uh, there's Shannon Rail as well. There's Shannon Rail. They often do site hire equipment. Uh, lots of good stuff for, you can see the sort of various site kit and site welfare. It's very important. We've got uh, Cloudcat. Actually, I tell you who I haven't heard, I haven't seen. There's a couple of um, manufacturers I haven't seen their kit yet. There are lots of companies here, and I don't know what they do. And I'm gonna, don't want to sound trivial, and I'm, I don't know what they do. It's just because the rail industry is a hugely complex and diverse one. People, there's all sorts of companies doing all sorts of things. Um, this isn't a railway company; they just sell pizzas. They're just selling some pizza there. You can see pizza. Uh, what else have we got? Got a nice section of demonstrator rail here behind me. Lovely. Uh, I think they might have been doing. Oh, look, look. If you want to see the difference between a, uh, a sort of disc cut and a what am I doing? A disc cut and a uh, flame cut rail. This is nothing to do with rail live. There you go. There's there's flame cut. There's disc cut. You don't want to weld into that surface. Anyway, let's keep trotting on here. We've got some uh, there's some some bolted joints. So clamps joints. Sorry, when uh, things have gone wrong, you need to clamp some joints. Uh, what else we got? There's rail signalling and power. Oh, you haven't seen much EMP kit, so that, that's happening. If I look down here, you can see lots of these axle counters. Um, there we are, and they did, they did the same thing. They count axles. They count trains in and out of sections. Um, there's some B-roll, nice B-roll coming up, showing them the various systems. There's all sorts of things they can do with axle counters that are above and beyond uh, just counting axles. So that's that's Frasher. Uh, in fact, there's, there's, there's a lot of Frasher sensors on it. There's various kind of remote sensing stuff they do. They have their hands in quite a few pies. Um, now, now this is an interesting section. Here is Aquarius, a local, local to be from, they're from north, um, which is nice. Uh, let's go. Let's go and show you. So this is this is a very shiny new version. But it, they started out with the. Uh, if we go over here, 
stop filming my chest. If you go over here, um, you can sort of see the classic Aquarius vehicle, which is the the Defender. The Defender with its uh, road rail capabilities, they didn't see the road rail wheels, uh, which is quite fun. Um, but there's all sorts of cool things to do. So one of the things I talked about last, oh, not last time, 2019, was um, the road rail sort of de uh, kind of veg vegetation treatment kind of you know, see this this thing enables it's a weed control system and it, it just saves lots and lots of staff hours in, and and time and and of course there's risks associated with that um in in reducing time by by simplifying that process of spraying weed everywhere so that's quite clever really um now let's go this way let's see if we can see let's see if abby's around as well actually catch catch abby going through I think Abby's on the set. So she, she is. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave Abby to it. She's on the on the sales pitch. Um, I'm not here to buy things, whereas other people are. So it makes sense to spend time on them, not on me. What else have we got? We've got they sell boots. There's a company that sells boots. There's a crate. The Aquarius have got. Well, they've got their goodie bags. They used to do duck. They had a thing where they, you could use a crate. In fact, I think they might still have it. They had a thing where you could use a crane to collect ducks in 2019. That was quite. Uh, that was quite the thing. There's also some goodies bags. Well, I don't know what's in the goodie bags. Here's a here's a nice defender with a with a trailer, classic defender with its uh, yeah, it's the defender. It's not got its road rail kit on the front, but that's fine. Uh, and then the CHS who do uh, who do general site site equipment hire. So it's uh, useful. Are they doing anything on this test section? No, they're not. But they can see they've been doing some pile tests. They've, they've, they've got a different pile down here, and they've got some 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 troughing route as well. Anyway, um, let's go this way. Uh, I th I think there's been some. Um, there's some, some ah, there's not enough EMP representation here. You've got some load boxes and various bits of uh, of kit uh, behind. Here is um, class 153 long uh, John Longitude Harrison, who's the inventor of the marine chronometer. There. Anyway, it's a, a class 153. I hate these trains. They're a gauging nightmare. They fall into bits. They they were built really on the cheap, so they they sag horribly. Uh, anyway, yeah. So. They've also got a crew because I think the BTP are about to do, do their thing, work their magic. I might be about to get a tackle. Half past apparently. Okay, so I need to make sure I'm uh, somewhere safe at 11 so I don't get wrestled to the ground. We talked about the helicopter, there's the NRA Ops uh, uh, kind of uh, tent. To do uh, Always worth a look. So uh, what else? We've got Limeworks here who do uh, well all sorts. We've got they've got uh, we've got anchor systems who do support systems for troughing and other things. So you see their kit there. Um, what else? This is we're now in the last sort of section. So let's see let's see if I can get from this. Let's trace in the X-Rail team there. Let's just say hi to the X-Rail team behind there. They're all waving. Hello. <laughs> let's go this way now. So there's the X-Rail tent. Uh, they do all they do all sorts. It's difficult to list everything expertly because they they have their fingers in a lot of pies so what, what else we have? so this is where we've got some some sort of slightly less heavy and slightly more as there's a mixture of sort of uh, uh, some of the organizations are here um, but there are still some some bits of kits there's some precision kit uh, here there's a uh, MMB precision uh, we've got uh, some security systems here for protecting sites we've got Aquaspira here who do uh, big big tubes I think that's, that's the way to describe it night searcher so you've got uh, head torches we've got uh, we've got the rail alliance behind us there's the rail alliance we've got my uh, my my former and then not former again uh, employers at NCATI as well say hi to NCATI uh, there we are there's the uh, the national 
just the National High Speed Rail College uh, team. Uh, what else have we got? We've got um, various bits of supply chain. We've got people chatting on stage. This is quite interesting. I wonder who it is. So I am inside the... I'm on my own here, so that's why I'm not wearing my mask. Um, I'm inside the seminar tent. Is that what they're calling it? The seminar theatre, sorry. Um, which is a, a, allowed 50 people in. 55? I think I showed you the sign at the start, didn't I? Anyway, uh, in here, where all the great and the good have been having their chats, they're getting interrogated by, by Nigel. Um, yes, uh, and so uh, quite a few of those videos, in fact all those videos should be available around about when this episode goes out, which is in a week from when it's happening. Um, yes, but this is, I thought I'd show you, you know, give you a bit of a, an exclusive look. There's this theatre here, this, this stand here, the pedestal here where uh, people have been appearing, saying their piece. Um, uh, yeah, and in fact later on, as I'll show you, so Peter Hendy was up here saying a few things about the treasury that were perhaps interesting, uh, worrying I suppose in some aspects and <laughs> cool measure. Anyway, we'll get there. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd give you this is this is the the main stage, if you like, uh, a little smaller than the big the big tent was in 2019. But uh, given that we've had a more outdoor event for for obvious reasons. I think it works quite well. Here's the RR and the Samaritan stand. The Samaritan stand, a very important one. See, as an industry, we unfortunately get exposed. Hello, this is the Samaritan's team saying hello. They're all waving there. We've got the uh, the RR team as well there. We've got uh, Catherine Gibb. Hi, Catherine. Um, the RR, they're very important. When I received a DM from the RR saying come to the RR stand, and I have to say, saying come and see us tomorrow from the RR was a really scary moment. I don't want to repeat that again. <laughs> so uh, thanks, RR. <laughs> I think I'm going to be coming back and filming some stuff with them later. Um, anyway, there's the RR and, and Samaritans. Uh, obviously, Ian Prosser cares very deeply about the Samaritans, uh, so that's why that seems a sensible thing for the two of them to be together. Healthy employers. You see, there's lots of organisation test works. So they do testing and, and sort of various bits and lots of. There's still some some sort of heavy kit out here. There's some in, Inspector Hire Instruments Company. That's, that's some interesting stuff. Um, Fraser Nash Consultancy, lots of organisations. Basically, this is kind of more of the high-tech stuff, more of the sort of high-level stuff. We've got X-Rail, we've got uh, this Comic Metrology Limited. They do, I don't know what they do, I'll talk to them later. But Google them, because if they're here, they're probably quite good. And of course, we have where Lucy's got done a runner. Lucy's not here, but there's three squared. There's three squared. And then on the other side, we've got, there's the other side of X-Rail, they're greedy. They've got two, two entrances to there to their kit. Uh, right, anyway, that's that, and on this side we've got uh, the, the dogs. The dogs are out doing their thing. Uh, in fact, here's Lucy. Let's find Lucy. I'm going to jump up behind her now, because she's behind me and she's in the middle of writing a tweet, I'd imagine. <laughs> Lucy, hello. hello! Hello, Lucy. How are you doing? How's, how's Ray Love been this year? Oh, fantastic. Really That's really the most really generic good. question I could possibly think of. Ray Love is wonderful. It's been so good to meet people. How generic is that be? <laughs> right. It's, it's two, we've had two years of just like being like, not seeing people who we're used to seeing and catching up with regularly yeah. and, and it's the opposite of RSI plugin. I know, right? <laughs> so I know. I've been wearing my certificate that proves I'm double jabbed. So oh, I can approach people, people, do people can be approached. Plugin. I've only got one jab, which means I'm, I'm essentially toxic. You have to be careful of me. I'm uh, alright. And, and, and I, keep, I keep doing my laterals, so <laughs> I know that you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Anyway, right, I'm going to leave Lucy in peace and quiet to finish writing her tweet and also continue watching the dogs as well. You can meet my colleagues if you like. Uh, Becky and Catherine and Martin. Becky and Catherine and Martin, the three squared colleagues. They're all waving. Three squared. I mean, it's a three-squared episode of Rail now, don't yay. we? Yeah, that's a, a yay from Lucy. Right, anyway, right, leave you all things quiet. Thanks, team. Cheerio. Right, that I think that now rounds up our our um. Oh, there's 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 some chaos going on. That I think rounds up our um 
our experience of, of walking around all of Ray Live, but there's lots of stuff that we still have to go and see. So I'm going to pick up lots of individual little bits here and there. Uh, and um, yeah, so, so some of the things I've spotted, I'll maybe go and have a look at in closer detail. Let's, let's do some of that and see what happens. This is the this is the Stadler stall, which is exciting because I've said a lot of nice things about Stadler and I, I, I rate their trains. So I'm actually going to walk around here. Look at this! Look, it's fantastic. Here it is. Here is the trip. In my mind, to my mind, the finest metro units not yet in service in the UK. Absolutely fantastic. And um, the most important thing about these is a the thing I'm going to go and look at in just a moment. You can see. So already, you can see if I come down here, you can see the Toblerones here. These. These, uh, these, these kind of protrude from the body shell, um, uh, salt, kind of just above the sole bar. These are uh, designed to uh, kind of add that additional PTI protection for people dropping down that gap. So I've stood next to the mock-up, which is in one of the uh, in one of the tunnel shafts, kind of the ventilation shafts in the above the one of the Mersey tunnels. And, and it's nice to be next to an actual real, real vehicle. David Powell and the crew, you can you should be very proud of this unit. Look at this, it's a very smart train, look at that, stretching off into the distance. Um, I'm going to wander along here a little bit. Well, also, by the way, fair play to Scott Parnell, we're on one of their temporary platforms. It's a fantastic unit. What's the other thing that's super important about these trains? Well, it's down here. It's this. It's the, it's the protruding gap filler. And you can see there, that is what level boarding is. That is level boarding. These are the first trains designed around actually allowing passengers to get on and off, which you'd think it's a bit daft. Well, it is a bit daft. Um, oh, look at this down here as well. That's nice. Little thing saying the speed there. That's probably in reverse, isn't it? Anyway, um, here I am on a platform with a 777. Let's go and have a look inside, shall we? So, uh, right, let's dive Hello. up this train. Before we do that, there's, there's not only have I got Gordon off of Nodrog on one side, we have Gary Essex here, and then there's Jeff Marshall, who some of you might have heard of. It's very yellow. It is a very, really it's a very yellow. It's the I first time it. I'm meeting in real oh, life. Sorry. And it has to be next to a, has to be next to a train that. I yeah, know, right? It has to be next to a train that we both care about quite a lot because it's designed around letting people on, which I said a minute ago and probably won't edit out. But anyway, that's quite a handy feature to have a train that lets it people is, on. It is, I thought so, but <laughs> apparently they haven't been doing that for a long time. It's certainly a novelty. Yeah, it is. It is. Right, anyway, I'm going to nip on this train. Thanks, Jeff. Lovely to see you. Cheerio. Uh, cheers, Gary. Yeah, nice. Good to see you. Gordon behind us as well. Right. So I'm, I'm stepping on now. You see, there we are. Gap filler. These trains are fantastic. They're smart trains. It's not just a one-trick pony. You know, the level boarding is not. <laughs> these are competent metro trains. Uh, for example, if I look behind me, you can see the. Uh, there's the cycle area. It's quite nicely marked. Uh, actually, it's got quite good. If I come this way, actually, it's got quite good. Um, quite good fitting for the cycle. So I'm actually quite pleased with that. This is a metro train, but it has cycle capacity. That's also really good. So yeah, these are designed to allow people to use them. So let's have a walk through, shall we? We're actually walking past one of the engineers who's in charge of uh, managing these new trains. It's quite good. Dave Powell behind, actually. You can see David as well, uh, looking in, in command of things. Um, these are their trains. They work very hard. Mersey, Mersey Travel um, work very hard to make these trains uh, work to get them running. They've also also they've got the the platform edge, sorry, the, the, the door edge lighting, which is very good as well, which you'll see. I'm down in the quiet bit now. Look at this. It's the first time I've been in one of these and I'm very excited. Really nice build quality. The finish is, is really nice on these. I think they're quite smart. As David Powell's about to walk past. Excuse me. 
Hello, Gareth. Well, they've got panels for information kind of quite nicely spread around. They've got USB charging points, loads of them. They uh, can see tip-up seats for prams. These are just well thought through trains. They're trains that have been well thought through. Um, they step up a bit because they are. They also have Jacob's bogies, which is a novelty. Uh, now we're going to go up this end to see what I can see at the front. So they're advertising what they're doing. They're, they're advertising independently. It's, it's a battery unit. They're calling it the IPEMU, uh, which is the independently powered electrical multiple unit. They charge the battery from the the third rail. Right. I'm going to wait until uh, David finishes, and then I'm going to go and have a look at the cab. So I'm, I'm currently sat. Hi, hi everyone. I'm currently sat in, in, the, in the driver's seat of a uh, of a class triple seven. It's very nice of Stadler and uh, Mercy Travel to let me sit here. Um, there are lots of buttons of which I'm going to press absolutely none of them. You'll be reassured to know because I'll break things immediately and get told off. Also, the aircon is on, which is why I've stayed in here far too long. There, you've got a nice view inside. You can see the GSMR, and there's the. Feels pretty comfy as a as a driver. I'd be pretty pleased in here. I think it's quite nice. Very nicely cushioned. Lovely job. Right, very quickly before I run off this train, I'm here with uh, with with two people. We've got James James Welling as, as James. Hello, and we have David Powell. David is uh, well. I think you've already heard on previous episodes. I said we want David on for an episode because we want to talk about the story of these trains. Um, but firstly, James, um, these are the 777s. Uh, we both. I mean, we're both biased because we love these trains, but there's a reason for that. James, what do you think of these trains? What's so important about these uh, trains compared to other units operating? Um, accessibility, really. These trains, they're, they're revolutionary. They should be standard. You don't need uh, station staff to help you off. You don't need guards to help you off. Um, you can go anywhere on the trains. Just basically, it's like DLR before North. Yeah. That's how I'd describe it. Yeah, Don't so it's a slight way away from it. Yeah, that's a really nice way of describing it, actually. It's accessible, independent access. Well, people say, oh, ramps are fine. That's not the point. It's not independent access, is it? So, uh, David, these trains, this is the first time people are getting a chance to see these kind of punters like myself are getting a yeah, chance to see these first, trains. First time out in public. But for you, these you've been spending quite a lot of time on these. How long now have you been working on this particular... How long has it been going now, that this project, for well, you? Nearly nine years. Nine years. So, when I arrived, it wasn't even a blank sheet of paper. Yeah. <laughs> we had to design the, the sheet. Yeah. Yeah, to design the paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. But you've, but actually, these, you know, the trains have now been in, in, in testing, and you're, you know, obviously, there's still quite a bit to do to, to get them in service. But it's getting closer. The process is going well. You're happy with progress. It is. We're nearly at the end of testing. The unit we're on here has has, has been fitted with uh, batteries to see what our characteristics are running running on battery. We're just assessing the results, but the tests looking very good so far. We're very pleased. We're working with our colleagues from Stadler to determine wh whether this is a viable proposition for our network and then the rest of the test is just about complete one of our testing managers is standing over there watching me so <laughs> I've already I, I've got better say all the right things yeah right, let's work it. really really yeah. hard on it <laughs> yes. I am um, yeah I was, I was I was saying nice things to Stadler earlier saying look Stadler these these uh, these trains are fantastic and I've been telling everyone to buy more of them so uh, uh, as best as I can so there's, there's the Stadler people are happy I also spoke briefly in German to them so I, I was winning all my brownie points anyway right I'll leave you both in peace and quiet thanks James thanks David we'll have you on a natter uh, thank you hopefully Gareth. soon I look forward to it um, and uh, and uh, yeah let's let's, let's Crack on, shall we? Hi, everybody. We're just oh. about to leave, so could I ask you all to sit down or hold on, please? Thank you. Not, not the the first, but amongst the first. Um UK passengers of the triple Senate, some some eager beavers here, including oh we are moving that's us moving that's me falling over. Um, we've got Gary down here on a battery train. This is a battery power train. Gary is on it. I'm on a battery train. It's <laughs> really happening. <laughs> it works. To prove we're moving, there is stuff moving past us at about one and a half miles an hour. It's very exciting.
So we're only going to move about 200 metres, but um, yeah, I thought you'd be interested to see, you know, fresh pastures, 777, the seats are nice, it's just, it's glorious. Anyway. You might be wondering why there's a willy here in this uh, Warwickshire field. Well, it's because this is, as I said earlier, this is a, or I might say in a moment, who knows what the edit will come out with. Uh, oh, there's the NMT. More on that in a second. Um, there's different willy you can see because it's a, it's a test, it's a trial site, so they're trying lots of different bits of technology, fitting it, uh, seeing how the kit compares, and kind of leaving it out to see how it bears up in the various kind of challenging Warwickshire conditions. Um, no, uh, enough about willy though, uh, because there's a diesel. <laughs> HST, the other side of me, here it is, look, it's, uh, it's a Class 43 with its buffers, uh, it's Mark Karn, I think. Is that the name? Yeah, it's got the nameplate on the side. Um, there it is, looking yellow. So, Network Rail let me ride on, uh, their, uh, on their track recording train, not the, uh, not the NMT. I'm going to have a little bit of a ride around and hopefully I'll uh, be able to talk through a bit of what, what's, uh, what's happening on the train. So, uh, stay tuned. Um, actually, the, the, the NMT is, is introduced in 2003, and as a result of being kind of more recently introduced, it's now got quite a lot of much older kids on it, so it's a bit more out of date, um, Flying Banana. So, the NMT, it's a uh, yeah, former HST introduced in 2003, I think, um, and the point of its introduction was that because it can run at higher speeds, run at 125 miles an hour if it wants to, um, it can fit amongst kind of existing passenger timetables without causing too much disruption, rather than running slow. And we're going to walk through it from one end to the other. Um, Network Rail let me hop on their um, their track recording train for me to write a piece. I spoke to Haley and the team, um, which was uh, which was fantastic. But I haven't published the piece yet because I didn't quite find something to hang it on. So uh, that piece will still be uh, published. Still, they've got lots of explainers along here, which is really good. <laughs> The six foot camera, that's very good. Um, yeah, they're pointing lots of things. Omnicom Balfour BT there, showing that their kit is involved. Anyway, right, enough of me waffling. I think I'm gonna hop on and have a walk through. So I'm stepping into the uh, into the NMT. Um, it's, just, it's all quite, uh, it's all quite look to see that there's a, there's a, a mind your head foam rubbery bit there. Um, so this is the NMT. This is a train that runs at 125 miles an hour and does many, many things. Uh, if I, if I walk in this way, you can see uh, behind me, it's low roof. And um, this kit, and there's just a huge amount of kit. So this, 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 uh, this happens. This coach happens to have. Uh, this is the business end, and there are lots of servers, bits and pieces. This, this stuff here, all this and this, and then behind me over here as well. There's a bit of a queue. This stuff here is all here for the. Uh, but we'll leave. So it's measuring heights and staggers. It's a camera. It's checking wear on the kit, on the contact wire. Huge amounts of stuff. And um, this section does. Now, if I uh, if I just look down here, this stuff here. This is uh, this is the plane around pattern recognition racks uh, of which there are. Well, there's a huge amount. If I stand here, you can sort of see there's all this. It doesn't look very dramatic, but there's also lots of boxes and cabinets worth of kit. Anyway, this 
give you an idea of the amount of data. So the PLPR, I'll show you on the screens in a minute. PLPR is plain land pattern recognition, which is uh, basically looking for things that aren't quite right on the track. So, for example, uh, looking at missing clips or broken sleepers or sometimes when ballast is too, there's too much ballast, th those sorts of things. To give you an idea of how much data, you know, these cameras are incredibly high resolution. You can pick up the ingredients on the back of a crisp packet sort of sat in the track. It's that level of high resolution accuracy. Huge volumes of data. There's also rail profile scanners as well that are part of this. Um, to give you an idea of that, that level of data, in, in one shift, they can fill up. So these are the empty, empty sort of hard drive racks. That's, uh, that's one two terabytes, then three terabytes, four terabytes, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine terabytes of data in just one shift. Huge amounts of data, enormous amounts of data. Those are the racks with all the kind of all the kits sort of uh, mounted up to actually do the, kind of the, the data handling. But in terms of where the interface is with the, with the people actually in the train, uh, well, that'll be done here at these workstations. There we are, you can see the workstation, they've pasted nice A3 pictures showing what happens on each one. Um, so you can see that at the far end, there you've got the OLE, and in the middle here you've got plain pattern recognition, and then behind me here on this workstation is uh, is the, the, the geometry recording. So you've got you know, you've got the, the new system here actually, which is True Operator, True Track Two, I think, which should be rolling out soon, um, replacing the old system here, uh, the old True Track uh, system, uh, and uh, all the other things. Of course, is the real time. So you can see at the far end there, the white one, uh, this kind of uh, that one, is the real time positioning system. So if you used to the Omnicom, if you've got the Omnicom app with the real-time positioning system, this uses that, you know, with, with greater accuracy, it uh, uses that to make sure that it tallies up where all those, all the, the issues are. What happens is, so planar pattern recognition works in that picking up all this data, whenever it spots a problem, it picks up as a candidate, that candidate then goes to, um, to a, a, someone who's not on the train to um, pick up whether that is a whether that candidate is actually an issue or whether it's just something slightly different like an IRJ or some something that looks a little bit different to the system. But now a lot of people talk about tell you what, let's let's walk this way. Well we've got some servers next to us. Some more servers. These are all the, the interfaces so if they're plugging a different coach in then, then they have to rewire what's talking to what. Very, very complicated, very cool. So um, oh here's a nice bit, just the just some, some oranges on a rack. So uh, no, no, there's also the name of the vehicle there. We're in the uh, the development vehicle. You hear a lot of people talk about AI and deep learning and machine learning and all this stuff and the wonders that that, uh, that that can bring. The thing with that is that it requires a huge amount of data so in lots of instances you just can't get the level of data that's, that's useful. That's where all of the network rail yellow fleet is different. They are generating, as we just saw, per shift seven plus two nine terabytes of data and very high quality data that is perfect for deep learning, and as a result of that deep learning, those candidates are being identified more accurately. So where you know it, it, the system is now categorising candidates, so it's recognising when there's too much ballast, it's recognising when there's a, you know, what type of fault it is, which is reducing the amount of workload. For, originally, everything it was perceived that everything would happen on the train. Actually, uh, that just didn't happen, and ended up that you had. Um, there are staff kind of um, based based elsewhere who who had to interpret that data, but now the deep learning has got to the point now where they they are going to be able to bring a lot of the work back on, so it's all happening on the train. So deep learning is is often quoted as a wonderful tech solution to things, but it, it rarely is. This is an instance where it actually is because there is sufficient volumes of data to 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 interpret and then potentially to predict. Um, the key thing is tying all the different data sets together. That's always the key thing. Anyway, so that was 
a little walk through the NMT and behind me over here actually over here is uh, is the conference room it's very snazzy we uh, won't worry about that too much so also all you want to see some of the giant buttons in fact there's a big like date big red mash this button to stop everything uh, button on the work on the uh, one of those workstations which I thought was brilliant uh, right anyway we're gonna mind our heads we're gonna step off the train and uh, that was the NMT uh, gonna get my hand out of shot Thing that I'm currently staring at now, I was uh, sitting on top of earlier, uh, showing you the the size and the scale of the of the overall rail life site. But uh, well, let's let's spin around. There is there's the there's the bridge. I'm sure there's some B-roll I can uh, fling up momentarily. There it is. Um, but I thought it was worth saying a couple of things about it because I spoke to the engineer, a couple of the engineers who worked on it. Um, firstly, obviously this isn't DDA complete. It's not you know it's not accessible. This is stairs only. But the reason for that that. that I spoke to them and they said, to be honest, that they don't expect this to be the main one that they, in fact, they don't expect many of these to be built in this design. But the reason they went for the stairs one is because it's the smallest of the uh, of the ones they wanted to fabricate as a full-size prototype. So it made sense for this to be the first they did. So, but it looks fantastic. You know, you look, it's got these, the whole point of it is that it's, so it's, uh, yes, it's made of, of fiberglass and, and composites, but the point is that it's lighter, requires less substantial foundations, is therefore quicker to erect, requires fewer vehicle movements to get the bits in the right place, um, and as a result of that, that's let me stand with it behind me, as a result of that, um, it can be, the, the carbon footprint of the, of the bridge is, is massively reduced, so um, really quite cool. So I'm out here, I'm talking quietly because behind me, Sean is giving everyone a, Sean off of uh, very much recommended Twitter feed. Uh, if you've got the NRA Ops uh, Twitter feed, it's also very good, but Sean's giving a bit of a presentation. So I'm gonna keep my voice down. I think you can hear me anyway. But the reason I'm here is because, yeah, that's right. It's one of, the, one of well, that two of the network rail helicopters. Uh, these produce fantastically useful uh, information of all different types. The stuff that I use most commonly is the um, is actually the, the overhead aerial views. Really high resolution, really high quality, really good, um, really good source of data for me as a design engineer. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd come up and uh, so we've been next to trains, but here I am next to a helicopter. In fact, let's let's, let's get a selfie. Let's go, let's go for the selfie one with me and a helicopter. <laughs> This one here is PDG services who sort of do the they kind of administer administer these. There it is. It's the it's the uh, Scotland's Railway branded one. There, Scotland's Railway. Be was it better in the making? They always come up with new uh, clever brands. It's a it's the business end. I don't even want to stand near it because it looks sharp and scary. Anyway, network rail helicopters. But the, the most important and interesting part is actually down here. So we're going to go down here. It's not these. It's not the. It's not the foot pedals that make it spin around in different directions. Uh, I actually did a helicopter training, so I, I, I couldn't fly one of these, but I vaguely know what the sticks do. Got the collective and the cyclic in there. Anyway, enough of that. This is the important bit down here. This thing, this incredibly powerful uh, data collection tool, shall we say. Very powerful cameras, but also all sorts of other other spectrums of, of data collection as well. Just um, yeah, fantastically, fantastically useful. And here, of course, is the is the mascot sat at the front. 
Anyway, the network rail helicopter is very, 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 very cool. I promised you I'd come and speak to Abby at Aquarius, and uh, and I have Abby. Hello. As Hello. a lo localish, right? We're off in the north. We're a northern northern company. So yeah, come, yeah, come yeah, to absolutely. Sing. Yorkshire. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The Yorkshire company. So um, uh, well, actually, first thing, the last time we chat, I, I wrote a piece uh, in in Rail Magazine two years ago about about kind of all of this, and I yeah. sp spoke about. I think I spoke about your weed killing kit, and yeah, I was explaining did, yeah. how explaining how seems like a not a big but actually huge huge impact on safety and so on um, yeah, so it's been two years yes. how, what, what were you thinking before coming and how's the show been this year are you kind of has it been all right or are you really pleased at how many people have come like what, what do you think okay well we're out in the fresh air so covid wise fantastic feels very safe socially distant etc and um, absolutely brilliant to be back absolutely brilliant so we are so excited to be here we've got lots of new kit lots of exciting things going on so it's been fantastic yeah great to get our new brand new innovation oh yeah team. i was gonna say brand new innovation you, team yeah so who are all sadly not on the stands at the moment because they're uh, busy chatting to people elsewhere yeah. <laughs> but slash having lunch yeah, yeah no 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 they're chatting they're definitely, they're, they're they're definitely, definitely chatting they're de um, <laughs> so, so yeah so they're out there um but it's brilliant to bring the innovation team that have been sort of in you know at our company for a year out into the rail industry so lots of them are coming show them what, yeah okay so, yeah so let's go have a look at yeah the i was gonna say let's let's go to, yeah. show me something there's a new bit of kit you definitely want to show me that's that's quite exciting so let's yeah. let's go and have a look at that, this uh, so it's the new road to rail d-max we're calling it the future of road to rail Ooh. to site mm -hmm. so, and this is it hit just here. oh all right let me I'll flip round yeah i'll flip round and so the doors. so this is it this is it this is the the d-max you can see it's very snazzy it's a bit of an upgrade from the defender love the defenders but uh this is this is comfortable refined <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. very very capable on rail it can take two of our road to rail trailers so you get three ton on the front three ton on the back so it's so it really is about it's about extra capacity it's about achieving more within one possession it's absolutely it's all this stuff speeding up and safely boots off the ballast working in green zone maximizing the very short possessions we have working under live ole working any line open it's, just give you a feel for the scale of this thing so it's 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 this is not just a road vehicle kitted out these things are bespoke made they are they like are, they're yeah. very much rail rail designed bits of kit yeah. they are and they have all the bells and whistles to make working on the railway uh, safer easier and more yeah. more pleasant frankly yeah they've got 360 camera system on them so the camera's oh, nice. there yep. So you see the cameras in the front, cameras at the back there, yeah, yeah, lovely. So it's nice and got a nice 360 view all the way around, the safest possible way that we can do do work on that. Fantastic. We try, we try and build that safety and yeah. that simplicity into everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Abby. Very really... excited. Yeah, I was going to say it's exciting. It's this, 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 uh, it's the new kit. Thanks for your time, Abby. Thanks for thanks yeah, for the catch thanks, up. Sarah. Now, I talk a lot about platform rules and the need for a rolling program of platform upgrades. Um, in some instances, that's just a very little fettling of an existing coping stone. In others, it's a total platform rebuild. You know, we need platform extensions. There's a huge amount of work needed. And uh, one of the things I've noticed in, uh, in the show is how many options there are available to, to engineers uh, and to, to specifiers uh, to actually, you, you know, options at platforms you know we've got we've seen some grp um but one of the examples i've seen here is uh, is megatech projects here have um they have here what i think is a very clever idea and i think i certainly remember it being used at peterborough which is the 
which is if I show you here, this, I mean, not to put fine a point, too fine a point on it, is a polystyrene block that is strong enough to then sit basically a standard coping and sort of uh, platform surface, you know, and it's one big concrete slab uh, designed to make it sort of, uh, sort of structurally sound. But this is, it's lightweight, you can see there are loops here for lifting it into place. These can basically be lifted in as a single unit, um, and means that you get a very rapid platform extension. So for example, you might find that it's easier to demolish a platform uh, as it exists, and actually lift this in as an alternative. You know, maybe not a platform extension, but a platform reconstruction. So it's just interesting seeing the various different options that are available. Uh, here we are, nice, nice coping stone. You can see I was talking about shininess. This one's a bit shinier than the uh, than the other ones were. The uh, the other concrete ones. Anyway, there we go. Uh, Megatech projects there with their with their modular platform extension. I'm running to get on a train, which is traditional for me. Uh, this is the TFW. Uh, what, this is the uh, the transport. There it is. The, the, and this is it. This is the uh, it's the Viva Rail train. It's very red. That's my immediate instinct as I've just hopped on. Look, it's a very smart-looking train. Everyone's eerily quiet in here. Everyone's exhausted, having been out in the sun all day. Now I'm going to hold on in case it runs off and I fall over. This is the Viva Rail. It's a 2:30, I think. Um, and I said I'd get on one, and I'm not going to be as nerdy as Jeff and Gordon probably were in their videos, but it's quite nice to see it. That's partly because I really like the TFW Wales, uh, the, the Transfer of Wales branding, I think is really good. So I quite like that. It's quite vivid, it's quite striking. Um, it looks very smart behind me here. I'm going to keep holding on to this so I don't fall over. It's nice, open gangways. For the passengers who get on here, I think they'll probably think it feels like a new train. Um, it looks smart, it's quite bright and airy, it's quite good. I think it's on, it's on battery mode as we speak, it's quite... It's hard to tell because the tracks are rubbish, you can't really judge the ride quality. But uh, I can see USB ports, see chargers, the seats look comfy. Everyone's doing the very best to socially distance at this point as well. That's yeah, great! So I'm now going to ride to Donnybourne and back. <laughs> I'd have a, a bit of a walk. This, there's the, uh, there's the, just the uh, accessible toilets there. Bit of a walk through the. Uh, oh, this, that's also nice. We're in Honeybourne, and there's a, an IET pulling in the background. That's nice, isn't it? Um, one of the few rare breed at the moment. Here, so I thought I'd walk through. Actually, I'll let this, let this chat through. No worries. Let them, let them get on with actually running the train. Um, there's, there's the IET in the background, just pulling in. Oh, that's the buzz buzz. We might hear another buzz buzz, and then we'll be off. There we go. Uh, I'm going to hold on while we accelerate away, um, which is uh, in battery power. Away we go. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's very smart. I like it. It says uh, 
There's all sorts of nice things in it. It's, it's, very, it's very smart. I think it's very well branded train. Um, interesting little tidbit, which I'm going to do come down here. See this here, this on the floor here. That is the access to the sanding box. So you fill the sander through the, the vestibule, which I think is quite nice. Um, there is something which is worth noting, which is nautic, is that um, signage isn't bilingual yet. Uh, so I presume it will be at some point. All right, just walk through an open, there we are, the uh, open gangways, they're quite nice. And uh, it all looks very smart, I have to say. Uh, there's the CCTV. I think TFW Wales basically ticked all the boxes for all the for all the extra bits from Viva Rail, which I'm sure made uh, Adrian Shooter very happy. It has a gen sound underneath, so it's not just battery. The reason it's a 230, it's still because it's got the diesel gen sound underneath. Um, as you can see, it's got the standard dot matrix sign in the background that won't work on the camera. So we're now we're on the train. We're coming back into. Uh, I just did an out and back basically, so we'd have a ride on a 230. Uh, give me a chance to inspect it. You can see we're coming into the former military yards. You see there's, there's tracks and all sorts going on. I think all sorts is going to appear behind us. Oh, there's some trains behind us. What other stock are we going to see? Let's, let's do this. What other trains are we going to see, I wonder? Hmm. There's a yellow Mark III DVT in the background there. I can't see my own face because there's see a yellow Mark III DVT. Uh, there, what else we've got? We've got... Um, there's an 80s rail crane there, actually, that's quite cool. Uh, Little Mark 3s. So we're going to go past the Little Mark 3 coaches as well, which I, I'm sure you all know I'm not the biggest fan of anymore, anyway. They were great in their day. They're not anymore. They're a 50-year-old designer coach. They've had their time. I might be wrong, but behind me here is a big old concrete lump that looks awfully like an engine testing, you know, a jet engine testing facility. Do some googling. Thought I'd grab you for a moment uh, just to show you. There's some interesting, uh, some some interesting embedded track down here. They're doing some trials of different forms of embedded track. There's another track form uh, behind me there that you can see that's being trialled as well. It's quite interesting actually. Um, in amongst it all, as I say, the stalls are one thing. All the different sort of uh, exhibitions, but also there's some permanent features here because this is a live testing facility for railways. So some interesting bits and pieces going on. So I am on my way to speak to my uh, one of my bosses. Uh, rail manager. Oh, yeah, there's the, uh, the little alarm there going off. That's very very good. Anyway, I'm off to go and speak to Nigel Harris, managing editor of uh, Rail Magazine. And I don't really know, just sort of, he's in charge, really. He's the face and the driving force, has a huge team supporting him, as he'll always say, as he always says, but a major part in making these events happen. And uh, I'm going to speak to him. Everyone, uh, I'm very pleased to be sat here with uh, Nigel Harris, the managing editor of Rail, one of my bosses, uh, <laughs> whether you like it or not, and, um, and actually someone who, it's, it's difficult to exactly describe the role of sort of you sit at the top of a very big complex organization that makes this happen but it wouldn't happen without your drive i think it's fair to say so it's uh this always happens because of your passion for it to happen which kind of the first thing i want to say is what what is it about rail life what what for you what is rail life about the first thing i have to say is i, I thank you for your kind comments um 
but the people who really make it happen are the, 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 the ladies that you see in there and the, 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 the entire team uh, who do a brilliant job in very difficult circumstances. Yes, I do sit at the, the, the sort of near the top of it, um, but it by no means a uh, single So what is real life to me? Well, the show's existed for a good few years. It started about 2013 in a corner of the network rail headquarters car park at Milton Keynes as a display of, of yellow machines. And let me say at this point that plant and equipment will always be at the heart of, net, of, of rail life. Uh, and it, it ran for a few years in, in that respect and it was doing well as, a, as, a, as an annual event. Steve Featherston used to, used to play a big part in keeping it going. Um, and then I've always had an idea for a big rail show and we couldn't find anywhere to do it. The railway doesn't have these sort of locations. So we even thought of doing it on the Great Central Railway, linking yeah. the stations and that wouldn't really work. I toyed with the idea of seeing if Bombardier might be interested in the time in Derby works, but you couldn't do this in, in an active yeah, yeah. So the idea really just went into hibernation. And then in about 2015, 16, somewhere back then, Adrian Shooter got his first D train, which he built over on that side of the site, and he sent out an invitation to come and see it working. Um, ah, thank you, Ellie, for the coffee. Thanks, Wonderful. Thanks. Lovely. Thank um, yeah, keep everyone. And he, he sent out an invitation, and I was vaguely aware, I'd seen the press releases that somebody had taken over here at this part of the MOD site, whose history is it, it, it went back to 1941, when Franz fell, Churchill realised he was going to need to invade France at some point, and this was one of many big depots set up to store tanks, motorbikes, ammunition, and everything they would need for that, shut in about 1990. And I'd heard that somebody had taken over and was doing railway stuff here, but it wasn't particularly on, on my radar in detail. Mm. So I came over for Adrian, and so it's Adrian Shooter played a large part in this happening, <laughs> for a ride on his D-train, and we had a ride around the circuit, and it was fascinating seeing Adrian's D-train working. But I was a gog of what I was seeing. more time looking out the window. I all the incredible sight. And I, I mean, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I thought, this is it. This is where we can do, we can make this dream come true. And so I went and found Colin Flack, who, um, yeah. who ran the site then, and, he, and built it now, but although he's shortly off to, um, him and his wife are off for adventures new. Um, I went and sought him out, and in half an hour, hammered out the basis of this show. And the essence of it, and most people seem to get this, is we're trying to develop it as a kind of Farnborough air show for the rail industry. So there's, there's business, I mean, millions of pounds exchanges hands and contracts at Farnborough. But then they'll all stop and say, oh, look, there's a red arrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's that mix of business and enjoyment and passion for the industry. And so we've started expanding the coverage of the show. As I say, the yellow machines, and there's millions of pounds worth of equipment here. Slightly eye-watering. Which problems. I always love to see. And I, I don't know enough about it to know what they all do. And in fact, I tweeted a picture of one the other day, so I have no idea that what this does. But it looks like it's out of Thunderbirds. Yeah, it's, uh, as, as a track person, and I kind of see some of these working, I, have an, I only know about so 50% of them, yes. Yeah, so credit to the plant industry and I'd like to say thank you to them for supporting the show as, as they do because this is really important that, that we always have these yellow machines down this, this, this avenue. But we want to do other things so you know we started we got a train running from Paddington with Great Western for the first couple of years um, and we've tried to get the, the sort of whatever's cutting edge we get it so we had a first hydrogen train here as a, as a ten and a quarter inch gauge prototype from Birmingham University uh, and then the year after we had Porterbrook's Hydroflex and showing the application of innovation technology and engineering success that the railway doesn't get enough credit for. Too many people think the railway still picks and shovels and heavy lead.
innovate and doesn't and innovate and, and you and, and, and yet yeah. you know it, it, you've only to look at the equipment here to see just how much amazing innovation has been done and of course um, that's happening now digitally with signaling and everything else and that's one of our big challenges that we're looking at how we can represent that here in future yeah. years because yeah. signaling is, is less coloured lights on poles at the side of the railway <laughs> so our signaling zone is what do we do with it next that's mm. an interesting sort of question so we're developing that air show aspect so this year we've got these uh, Stadler um, uh, battery train metro train for a time Liverpool seven, yeah. um, and we've got uh, Great Western's 769 Trimo now to see that illustrated displayed here when the, the um, I can never remember what the, the class are the, the 319s, 319s that's it there's yeah, a fleet there. of 319s as they were withdrawn over there looking dusty and then there's, there's, there's yeah. illustrates how we can upscale upgrade existing trains if you keep in reasonable order while they're in store to, to live again and do a different thing and of course that's just what um, Beaver Rail and we've been fortunate to get their assistance again again this year so a farm air show for the rail industry and we want everybody to come and have the conversations and it's not just about what business do you do at this show it's about awareness and sharing that innovation I was over on uh, with Network Rail Air Ops yesterday and Sean Lee the observer who we all see in the Scottish um, the legend that is Sean Lee <laughs> whenever I turn the telly on it looks like there's another TV programme like Scottish Railways and I know that within 10 minutes Sean's going to be over Lockheed Hill for some <laughs> saying how he's got the best job in the world and he has and I thought I had um, but there were two guys talking to Sean in language I understood one word in three and it was all about the cameras on the on, 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 the, on the aircraft um, and how he can, the, the digital interface and they cost a million quid more than the helicopter kit a million quid more than the helicopter well that it's camera incredible. That yeah, cam yeah. That, the, the helicopter's worth £900,000 and, and uh, you just shot my fox that ca that, that camera is, is a million pounds worth and it's the first civil application of the military technology that is on the Apache ah that's interesting um, now so we've all seen these programmes where you know the pilot in his full visor looks at something yeah. and you see the little red cross in the, or little red square in the middle and the pilot blinks and fires a missile at it um, it is that technology and it is incredible Sean was explaining to me this morning say there's a trespasser on the track um, say it was you on the track it's perfectly likely and they spot you Sean showed me how you can draw a marquee around you and that logs your image into its memory and it will just track you he, didn't, he, he presses the button he's got the, the world's best games console yeah. wherever you run all they need to do and wherever they fly that camera will follow you if you were to run into a tunnel to hide the camera they, they fly to the other end where they, or they can see both ends and when a figure arrives it will check that the figure that it's seen has got a high vis a beard and shorts on and it picks you up again uh, and it can do that I think from four miles away it's now, I bet I was surprised to hear that. The railway is at the leading end of a huge amount of technology. We've got the NMT over there, the new measurement train. There's camera equipment on Network Rail's survey trains like that. You could glue a crisp packet down onto a sleeper and run a camera with that camera over it 100 miles an hour and it would take a picture where you could read the ingredients now that technology and the, the, the pattern it recognizes patterns came from the food industry started off life in pizza factories the conveyor belt pizzas so yeah, as it yeah. got the mushrooms pineapple ham and if it hasn't it rejects the pizzas now the railways developed that technology 
and it is world beating at the time I first saw that nobody else in the world was doing it now we invented railways and I know you agree with me on this we should be prouder of them than we are and we should be promoting to people just how good a place the railway is to work how often do you see people say you thought they're working on the railway well the technology the equipment the opportunities are just amazing we are passionately believe that part of the role of this show is to promote that innovation um, to show it out on our websites and Twitter feed and in our magazine and we try to get the media here to report on our customers exciting technological stuff and we want everybody in the industry or as many people as we can get to, to, to come and do that with us and that includes people like ORR HMRI BTP are showing us what they do with the dogs um, Network Rail's air operations here with two helicopters and a bunch of drones we got the NMT it shows how good the railway is and, and I get up you've seen your view but there's a real vibe here there is there is it's been I was so so, and I'll ask you this I kind of see what your thoughts are on this now. I was worried that there'd be a little bit of trepidation as, as we came back um, but no not at all it's as, as we've uh, yeah I mean what were you thinking were you a little bit worried that there might have been a bit of, of a course sensitivity we were. I mean three months ago we had to take a decision on go, yeah. go or not yeah. and since there's times when I thought absolutely the right decision and then you hear the Indian variant and you think are we doing the right thing here? but we work very very closely our events team led by Chris Lester are world class and they work very closely with the government with an organisation called the Association of Event Organisers which sounds a bit tedious but they keep up to date with all the restrictions the regulations the handset all everything that's needed to run an event indoors or out we had endless meetings with the local authority who have the power to say no you can't do that show um, what we planned and they approved our plans um, and we had a slightly nervous moment yesterday when Chris got a message that uh, the local environmental health officer was on site and wanted to see him okay. and we, we reacted exactly like that and, yeah. and Chris, Chris had a good strong coffee and went on to see him uh, and came back and he said well that was interesting he said the bloke said I've been here for about two hours as a mystery shopper wandering around he said and this is a difficult thing to do and you had some very stringent rules you had to obey he said I have to say because there was part force respect yeah. that I'm really impressed he said you've done everything that you said you were going to do and more he said I've got a couple of points where I can give you a bit of advice on fine tuning or you might want to bear in mind but basically really well done and it's, and it's actually I've spoken, to, I've spoken to quite a few people to get their feeling Lucy for example and, and, and they've all said actually you know what I was a little bit anxious but came and I felt safe the whole time I've never felt uncomfortable with that, these new band I, I could get quite emotional at that because the entire team has worked really really hard to create that that feeling and somebody was twittering on about it last night said the same thing great day felt really safe well done to everybody you know so we're pleased but it, was it a risk yes have we had sleepless nights oh <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Um, I mean yeah. the the shuttle is a story in itself um, a few months ago Mark Hopwood managing director of, of Great Western said why don't I run four shuttles from Worcester each day because if you imagine Worcester is at the centre of a, of a big X yeah. on the country so you could have got on a cross country train in Newcastle or York change once at Worcester 
and got straight into our shore. Yeah. So you could have done that from the northwest, from the southwest, from London, and then the Hitachi train crash. Um, that debacle hit. And so understandably, Mark said, "Look, my fleet's under such pressure. I just can't do it." And under, we we understood. Of course, we were disappointed and had a bit of an odia. <laughs> Um, because the last thing we wanted to do was um, bring people in by rope. We investigated and Stadler really tried hard to run their electric battery train to Honeybourne and back as a shuttle, but there's just too much bureaucracy given that it's not an approved train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as an engineer, you will know this, Gareth, and like me, you're not a chap who's easily deflected, but you will have also been involved in projects where you have to just stand back at some point and say, this is not going to happen, we are, we are just trying to do too much. And so we did, um, and we had to take that tough decision, and Network Rail, who were poised to build a little temporary platform at Newborn, I stood them down on the Wednesday, and they said, there's nothing we can do to the Lord, we just have to recognise that this is not for this year. On Saturday, I got a string of messages from Adrian Shooter um, to contact him urgently, and I finally caught up with him on Saturday evening, on my boat, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, he said, I've just heard of your predicament. He said, I've still got a transport for Wales, 2.30 on site. He said, I'm sure they might be amenable to using that as, as a shuttle if we can get the uh, little platform built on Bumble. And this is the little platform I've stood Network Rail down on. Yeah, <laughs> so Network Rail has paid all that away. So I, I, I sat and thought about it, and um, in the end, I, I, I sent a, a very tentative text to Sir Peter Hendy and to Stuart Calvert, who'd been um, responsible for um, building this platform, and just said, "Look, guys, we've just been offered a last throw of the dice, yeah, yeah. which we weren't expecting." Um, if I were you, I'd be telling me to go away, though I didn't just say go away. Um, and there's no problem with that at all. But as we've had, had that throw of the dice off it, I'm just making you aware. And Stuart Calvert, to his incredible credit, came back and said, yeah, well, we could leave it with me. I'll call you on Monday morning. That was last Monday. Um, and within 72 hours, in a, in a wonderful piece of collaboration, and that's the key part, I'll come back to that. Uh, they managed to pull it off. The platform was built with hours to spare and gauge cleared with hours to spare. Um, and the 2.30 has been running up and down to Honeywell and bringing hundreds of people in. And as I fully expected, taking hundreds of people, including you, on you know, just an out and back rides. Yeah, that's going to say, yeah, that's it. So all credit to everybody. Transport for Wales, because you know politicians very often are risk averse and do the easy thing and don't want to take a chance. They saw that this would get them a bit of exposure and publicity which he has Absolutely. Twitter was full as you will have seen of people saying what a fantastic train um, and it's been shuttling backwards and forwards and we just sent two buggy loads of the entire network rail air ops crew into, including the pilots who all wanted a ride and have, had, <laughs> and have cabbed it and have come back greatly excited um, but the collaboration thing is a key point I do detect a new mood of we can do this um, and rather than people being hidebound by the rules, rather than being half empty, they're being half full. Um, and it is crucial that the industry captures that, because I suspect, my gut feel is a lot of professionals on the railway who are good at everything, engineering, operation, timetable planning, whatever, if asked to do something a bit different, and maybe said, well, there's a rules, we've got it. And of course, that hems everybody in. What, I'm, what I sense is that there's a new spirit, well, let's do this. Um, and that's partly a result of um, Williams and, and, and the, the promise of it there. A big reason is Andrew Haynes' approach to network rail is enabling and not constraining. 
um, is encouraging and not demotivating. Mm. And I think people are responding to that. And what's crucial in this period of Post Williams publication, where it's made clear we need to make some quick progress. I know it's going to take three years for legislation, but Andrew Haynes has been tasked with finding Gain some quick that. wins, yeah. low-hanging fruit, call it what you want. These need not be all complicated things, but if we can harness that goodwill and those innate skills of the workforce and make some stuff happen, and it could be small stuff, it could be how easy it is to get a bench on a glass or, um, it could be getting some signage which has been confusing people for years. Well, no, that's Network Rail's job. No, it's the operators. If we can harness all that and start to build a bit of momentum, then as the legislation proceeds, then hopefully the Treasury and the DFT are two big losses. The Treasury needs to trust and the DFT needs to back off. And they both need to trust and be confident. Well, you don't just get trust and confidence. You know, the industry, every, I mean, everybody, you know, from the top senior people, uh, and I'm not going to say down, I'm going to say across, yeah. to gateline staff, cleaners, and everybody else, everybody can do their best to show that the railway is really worthwhile. And the serious point is, my God, do we need to? There is a big risk here in that, you know, we've lost a lot of business. Uh, some will never come back. We're not going to get all the trains back that we're running before. And actually, I don't think we want them because we need to decongest the railway. But we need to rebuild from the ground up now there is also an opportunity in that the what we've seen over the last 15 months it's been like when the forest fire that destroys everything and just leaves a cleared forest floor through which fresh greenery can, can and we both, we both talked about being slightly frustrated that some of those opportunities haven't actually been grasped but you think there is but you're I just, that there are no I just have a good sense from, from just observing and, and, and editing rail and talking to people about what they're doing they've all got the tails up and they're springing the step oh, right, there's a few jobs worth some miseries as we all know but there is a bit of a sense of that and certainly from hard experience in arranging this show and what my team have found and what I've found in trying to do the things that I'm doing is that where I would have expected oh yeah it's a good idea no, it's not possible they've said well, let's look at it why not and the, the, the quality of the show that you've seen around you is a tribute to them I mean all I can do is ask the question and be a nuisance um, which I'm a lifetime of experience of being <laughs> But they're responding and saying, well, yeah, actually, it is a good idea. We do want real life to succeed. And it is quite moving. Um, it's, it's quite emotional, you know. So, and that's, and that's for me, that's, I, I think for a lot of people, as you said yourself, that's what the show is about. It's, um, you asked me to write the piece explaining what real life was in 2019, which is a, a, a privilege. And I ended it by saying, anyone who says the rail industry isn't innovative either doesn't like, either they don't know the industry or they don't like the industry. Because the reality is that the rail industry is they incredibly and they certainly don't understand it yeah. and right from the top I mean we had a bit of a VIP area there yesterday so that the people who were giving speeches and talking in the conference and doing work for us could have a five minutes themselves or five minutes at the table like this with a burger and a barbecue and, and a glass of posh pop because it's a, a railway site so sadly there's no there's no alcohol um, and I met Andrew Haynes over there at the door after we'd done the conference session I said are you going to come for some food he said no he said I'm not here for that long I want to go and meet people um, I want to get out and about he said I'll grab a sandwich on the way home I just wanted to come and say thanks for the invite and it was great being here and I probably won't see you again today so you know and he wandered off and I'd given him a note to say if you have time um, Abby Broadley at Aquarius the Land Rovers had said is there any chance of you calling in she'd be delighted to show you her new products mm. and I got a text from um, 
Fraser Abbey last night saying, I don't know whether you did ask Andrew to call in, <laughs> but he <laughs> but did. Uh, you know, so that sort of spirit, if we can cascade that can do right the way across the industry, right the way from the spectrum to the guy who's running everything and is, we all seem to believe, although we won't admit it, is the anointed for <laughs> at least the early stages of finding things right across to gate lines, cleaners, depot staff, everybody. I know it sounds trite. But everybody can do their bit. It's kind of a railway dig for victory. Absolutely, absolutely. We have to do it as as industry together. Forgetting the legislation, forget the hard. We, as we already have to do it together. And as you know, um, it's not all about drivers and signalmen and engineers. It's about a whole family of people, many of whom you never see. Steve Davis made a very good analogy yesterday. He said it. You know the. the the army and the artillery, you know, an army uh, artillery and infantrymen will call in fire over the heads. Um, when well, they've never seen the, the artillery, uh, the people running the artillery. They have to trust them, they're, they're not going to fall short on their heads. Yeah, yeah. And he said a driver driving at 125 mile an hour in fog will that's never meet the signal. Yeah. Uh, but you've just got to trust the system and the people within it. And that's absolutely what the railway is. And that is the essence of the railway family. But everybody can do the bit. You know, if everybody did just that little bit more and, it, and we're not talking about it going out of the way a huge amount it maybe is about being a bit more flexible it's, it's attitude more than it's not time it's attitude for gay line stuff it's maybe just having a smile and saying have a great day what can I do with that ticket which platform are you looking for everybody can do the bit to make the railway better Nigel, it's been an absolute pleasure to see you off time. We said, well, let's, let's do it, let's, oh, do, yeah, let's okay, do our elbows, we're, we're behaving well. Um, I said five minutes, and we ended up having a long chat. I, I should have guessed it, we, we do this all the time. Anyway, Nigel Harris. Thank you. Cheers now. Oh, so there we go. Sun's shining. Hopefully that's been an interesting little guide. As you can see, there's the little miniaturised parry people mover behind me. Uh, hopefully that's been interesting for all of you. Uh, we covered quite a lot. We covered the. We had. A, I think the most fun I had was in that uh, the triple seven, which was fantastic. Uh, but also we had a look at uh, various other bits and pieces. Actually, I think we covered quite a lot. We had a nice walk through the uh, the new measurement train, which is which is nice. Uh, had a chat with a few familiar faces. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think that's been quite interesting. Hopefully, interesting for you. It's the first on-location rail matter. Uh, Send your feedback. Tell me what you think. Uh, <laughs> and basically, all that's left for me to do is to give you the old, uh, the old heave ho, which, in this glorious sunshine and passing a load of old wheels, there we are. See the, the axle boxes there, and the shiny yellow. Um, all that remains for me to do is say thanks to all of you. Uh, as ever, you can listen to this in audio-only format. There is the. Patreon support that you can provide to make this sort of thing happen more. Your feedback and advice is always welcome. Uh, chat about it on the Discord. You can chuck me pennies on PayPal if you uh, if that's what you fancy doing. If you if you wish, you can suggest new themes, new episodes, guests, all that stuff on the on the Discord, but particularly if you're a Patreon supporter, you get that benefit that I have to listen to you because you've paid me. Anyway, I've done my adverts. Ah uh, yes, next week's episode is uh, going to be it's a signalling episode, conventional signalling. Uh, title shall be flinging up on your screen now. Uh, Danny Scroggins is joining us, so that should be good. We shall learn about conventional signalling, you've all been asking about it, so uh, 
yeah that should be fun and then we have i mean there's there's a queue i've got a few episodes all lined up which is nice anyway right enough of me wittering on uh, this has been a, probably gonna end up being a long episode i've no idea i've not edited it together yet but uh, all i want to say is um thanks for joining me i'll see you next time cheerio cheerio